Yo, 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 what's good, motherfucker? Welcome to motherfucking Fresh Squeeze. Episode number three. We got uh, we got our boys boss in here. <laughs> Fucking Jim. Yeah, tell them who you are. Tell them a little bit about Appalachian Grit. What's up, Fresh Squeeze? It's Jim Artman. Um, right now, I'm uh, working in Knoxville. I'm the CEO of Appalachian Grit. And uh, I built this business is part of my master plan to bring regenerative agriculture to the state of Tennessee and uh, create an impact for our community by improving their health, their relationship with food, and uh, making all that kind of stuff more accessible to everyone. Fuck yeah, we were just talking about that and the whole like health, uh, like cognitive health wise. Yeah, yeah that, the like, thing you were saying yeah. earlier about uh, not letting your soul always be in charge of your body kind of like, kind of like caught me off guard, like in a good right. way. Um, just just follow up what you were saying with that. Yeah. Yeah, so um, I'm also a functional medicine health coach and a chef uh, and permaculture design consultant. So, you know, every part of the food relationship that we have is something I'm into every day mm-hmm. um, and you know and part of the reason I got into a little backstory behind all this which is important to note is that I was a sniper in the army for eight years oh, snap. and when I got out of the military I was studying molecular biology at Bowling Green State University and I was married and my wife left me. Shout out the sudden, motherfucking Eagles. <laughs> Falcons. The Falcons, yeah. I knew I knew it was a bird. I feel hey, you know helmet. what? They wasn't too bad for the big Still flies, yeah. yeah Still I mean, flies. I'm a yeah. UT fan, but you know, whatever. Low key um, hardest uniforms in the game. <laughs> um so I you know, and I was starting to deal with PTSD real bad. Oh man. And I started getting into doing epigenetics research in college. What are what are what are yeah, epigen- just for the, epigenetics for the yeah, dumb people dude, like us? Epigenetics that's, and that's a huge part of all of this. It, it, it took my awareness, self self awareness level about what is possible mm. to a whole another level. And I feel like it's a concept that pretty much everybody should understand because epigenetics means above the genome. It means that. You are not only a product of your genes, but a product of your environment. That, and that a is. huge part of that. So that's literally the is, nature versus nature argument in and of itself. Dude, yeah. it's 50 50. Yeah. It's 50 50 because you have the capacity to choose. You do. Can you, know you know what I'm can, saying? Can you, Every, choose, can you choose right? You can choose how you fucking think about yeah, something. Plus, you free will. Fucking Deion yeah, Sanders. Can, Deion Sanders ate fucking uh, McDonald's. I mean, uh, Ocho Cinco ate McDonald's every day and played NFL, you know, so depending on the type of person you are, you can make it work. But sure. imagine I mean, how much better I mean, he could have been. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, there's, you know, there's always... Imagine if he was all vegan now. Gen- yeah, absolutely. Or went back when he yeah. was playing the league. Oh, yeah, I mean, shit. you look at Tom Brady, he's he's straight, you know, I mean, would you, all the way. Would you mm-hmm. say TB, more something TB12 like paleo mm-hmm. diet or like uh, veganism or either or? Honestly, that's a good question because... Um, a lot of people get real hung up on the concept of a diet. Okay. And mm. and so if you if you consider what it is that you're doing and how you're consuming food as a diet, then it ain't gonna fucking work for you that because if the way that you consider that you're eating on your diet as different than what you would do otherwise, it's unsustainable. 
So yeah, you consider like, it more of a lifestyle? It is or absolutely like, a lifestyle change in, in, in the thing. And that's why I started this business, this Appalachian Grid, because what I'm doing is I'm trying to build, you know, people spend money on landscaping. Yeah. Thousands of dollars on oh, landscaping. Yeah. I was a why not, you know, why have Skip Laurels, Nandinas, and Hollies when you could have blueberry bushes, dwarf cherry oh, trees, yeah. gooseberry trees, trees, functional, trees, functional landscaping that, that can also oh, be... All that stuff, which, you know, is also going to provide... Way more nutrient dense, hyper local food for you and your family, you know, which is so important for your brain function, mm -hmm. you know. And getting back to what I was saying earlier, like when I had PTSD, I learned about functional medicine and nutrition, and I dove into it with my molecular biology background. Did you figure this all out like by yourself, like Absolutely. trial and error? Absolutely. That's pretty yeah. dope. How Absolutely. long did that take? Uh, what took the longest was for me to start actually implementing what it is that I already knew. Okay. okay. You know, have the, the the courage, the strength, the fucking tenacity, the grit. Huh. Oh, yeah. Appalachian grit. Hell the yeah. grit to fucking <laughs> actually do it. You know what I'm saying? It was, it was that personal accountability that was so important to quit fucking acting like I didn't have a choice. Yeah. That I wasn't in charge. Mm -hmm. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And it's, cause everybody gives up that power, but when you take it back, then you realize that you can do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah, fuck you know you what I'm want. saying? And when you and when you educate yourself and you realize that you do have the power yeah. to fucking reverse Mind all these things, and, and you're not your past because yep. you're not your body. Don't you know, fucking you are, punish yourself. You are a fucking goddamn ball of energy that exists no matter what. Exactly. And, and you and you decide: Am I going to subscribe to this fucking you know hedonic victim state ego that has been generated? by the way that I feel like people have perceived who I am. Or are you going to just decide to do whatever the fuck you want because, like, you're not your body and you have the capability of creating a choice? In an ideal, like, end goal, would it be to see America return back to a more agrarian society? Or, and then also, a two-parter, two-part question of that is how would you plan on incorporating functional agriculture into like urban life like have you guys have you guys touched on that or have you only been thinking about like residential oh no no, no absolutely I actually I just had a meeting yesterday mm. with uh, a guy from good old homes which they're a big home builder uh, in Tennessee nice. out of Nashville they build they're building 225 homes in Knoxville they've built several large neighborhoods here and they wanted to talk to me about landscape design. I was like, you know, I don't really care what it is that you guys want to talk to me about. What I want to talk to you about is how to take that common space that you create and use that and have designed the entire neighborhood to literally drain into that mm. to where you could build a food forest that is, you know, also functions as a park that could supply food and it makes sense it's efficient. You know what I'm saying? And the yeah. HOA can pay for the maintenance of that. And this thing could be, be a free... Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's how we build these systems. That they become self-sustainable. Self yeah, absolutely. Are, is, is carbon, is carbon mm -hmm. negative truly possible? Absolutely. Yeah. What um, is what is carbon negative? So, I'll let you talk. We yeah. got the man. All right. Yeah, so I can give you the Wikipedia definition. Honestly, like... You can actually go on YouTube and look up, uh, uh, it's it's a um, time-lapse video from NASA mm. looking at the Earth and the CO2 off-gassing. They show it as a heat map. Okay. 
I've and, seen that before. And it's flying through, and you can see all the fucking CO2 off-gassing in the biggest air, agricultural areas on the planet that are doing conventional agriculture, you know, where they're tilling and, and doing all shit. Yeah, yeah. And the And the time for period that they're tilling, you know, April, May, June, whatever... There's just all this red and red just coming off of off the planet, and then as the plants start to grow, that red you can you can literally watch the the CO2 get sucked like back Dan. into the ground. You know what I'm saying? Dang. So we want to talk about so is it like climate should we, change. Should we start you think growing that the fossil more? fuel burning is the thing? No, it's this is not the fossil fuel burning. That's what you know the. The whole political argument. The, is the answer well, more tree farms? Well, the... It's, ag, it's agroforestry. But it's, the carbon deposits have been there forever, so isn't that still... It's all still part of that cycle. Well, you still have that legacy carbon deposit in the atmosphere. Okay. Right? Mm. And so it will take years to start to pull that legacy deposit out of the Stupid atmosphere sky, yeah. and get it back into the soil because we've depleted... The, the the carbon content in the soil so much over the last, you know, what, 60, 70 say, years yeah. that we've had industrial agriculture mm-hmm. since World War II. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so it'll take some time to do that, but it is possible. And the way to do it is use plants. You know, it's this crazy technology that... Huh. Like plants breathe in CO two, <laughs> dump it in the ground, bacteria use it, and then you know convert it into back into plants, which we okay with you know, with your with your background too. What do you think about ever incorporating hemp in into anything like that, or even manifesting products out of hemp? Yeah, and it's like efficacy, sustainability, etc. You know, honestly, like, hemp hasn't really been real high on my radar. I am aware that hemp can be used for things like hempcrete and different fibers that are more sustainable than, say, like raw material than some of the other things, you know. But that's also in thinking about just the way that cotton's grown now. Cotton's yeah. grown in conventional agriculture. If it was grown in a regenerative agriculture way, you know, um, there could be a comparison. I think hemp is a valuable product yeah um you know when you look at the natural product industry um i would say that any brand that's using a natural product would prefer to have something from a regenerative agriculture mm. farm you know what i'm saying that makes so sense. that that enables them to look good because they're like i care about the planet you know what i'm saying <laughs> yeah so i'm gonna get my shit from when, somebody when. else that cares about the planet mm-hmm. versus somebody that doesn't you know um but I think that hemp is a thing. The CBD bubble as well. I think oh, I'm not talking about CBD. I'm yeah. talking more about the actual like turning it into like the fibers. Yeah, yeah, I mean the fibers. Um, I mean there's there's companies the right now that exist that they're they're still you know kind of getting towards the end of their R and D state where they start to release these construction products, these uh, mycelium based foams. Okay, mm. I've heard of those. Um, you know, there's all these different products that are coming out that are compostable. You know, I mean, you think about nice. this. I like like that. you got a, you got a product that's being made that can be used over and over again, and then when it instead of contributing to landfill waste, mm-hmm. you can like compost that motherfucker. Hemp okay. plastics, hemp plastics. Uh, when I first started like delving into just like all things that could be turned in or made manifested from hemp 
cultivation uh, was just like the plastics, the like the thought that you can, because yeah. we've only ever really had, we've only ever had petroleum-based plastics. If I'm, mm-hmm. I could, for all I know, uh, but like hemp, how does how the hell would hemp plastic? So I'm not really sure. I haven't read that, but um, I worked on some chemical engineering stuff with a uh, composite company, and I remember reading some research papers that uh, you could convert lignin into an epoxide. Okay, and what tell? Yeah, what say like you gotta so an epoxy like epoxy. Okay, okay, nice. Epoxy, epoxides, and a hardener have to come together to create that polymerization. Okay. It'll happen at room temperature over time. He accelerates that chain reaction, the chemical reaction. As a catalyst? Yeah. Okay. So, I can't remember chemistry. I can't remember chemistry. Yeah, I was thinking the whole chemistry. Yeah, that was like 10th grade. <laughs> no, dude, make my brain hurt. Well, you this can literally, I was dumb. I took it in 12. With some chemical, the, with the some, point of this is to stretch my brain, his brain, your own brain, exactly. and anybody else that takes the time out of their day to listen to us. Because people, surprisingly, all listen to it. I thought they would have said, fuck this show, but they didn't, thank God. So but anything we can do to help long, elongate some... What do you think? Well, I'd love to, you know, with that saying, like, I'd love to share with your listeners that, uh, like I said, fasting is the gateway drug to being in charge of yourself. Don't be a um, pussy. Yeah. Don't eat that fucking Twinkie. Uh, you know, your your brain will try to convince you that you're hurting yourself or you're hungry and you're starving, but you're fucking not, I promise you. And back to what we were talking about, like... And when, uh, you, when you start to restrict your diet and turn... And then what happens is when your insulin levels drop to a certain level, you trigger a state of autophagy where mm. you start to rip it? apart... And you rip apart old proteins, old organelles, and old cells that are only causing damage in your body mm. and then you turn them into new proteins new organelles and new cells yep. you can literally grow a new body in about three months sheesh you heard it here first and well, and, if, and if all your inputs are good you're eating healthy fats you're eating healthy food you're not eating bullshit then you're literally Rebuilding a new body made out of better shit than what it was made out of. But bullshit is so cheap, you know. I can walk in there at but three in the morning. I mean, if you if you're eating you curly know. fries for dinner every night, like you got a weird body. Yeah, I mean, you pretty much. But a lot of people do eat curly fries. And you're fries. probably depressed. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Sometimes no you just gotta go outside. Yeah, you know, like see the see the sunlight. It's <laughs> just like right now. Deeper. Yeah, I, Jim. Uh, Jim has a little. Call. All right, and we're back from a phone call. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, like I was saying, fucking bullshit so easy to get, good shit so expensive, and you have to be there in the time allotted. Like, tell people how to just fucking man up and just, you know, stay with it. Like, <clears throat> well, you know, that. you said it's expensive, but you know. In my experience, because I've implemented this stuff, mm-hmm. I mean, it changed my life to really go to eating the way that I know that I should, doing the fasting, and uh, when you actually start to implement it, mm-hmm. it changes the way that you buy groceries. It changes the way that you live your life. Not only are you eating, like, in, you know, like, the way, you know, typically what I'll do is I'll eat in a four or six hour eating window, and... So I'm eating once a day. Okay, so, again, 
Last time. We got interrupted again. <laughs> this is what happens when uh, you record a podcast and you have people over drinking at your house. But that's college or whatever the fuck. Yeah, whatever So here fuck. we are. We were talking about, uh, you were talking about your intermittent fasting at, uh, Eating in, in the four to six hours. Yeah, go back into that. Yeah, sure, because, you know, it's, it's actually not expensive, you know. Um, when you really start taking charge of your diet, quit eating all that processed food, and you start fasting, your body starts to harvest nutrients and reutilize them and recycle them. So not only does your caloric intake decrease a little bit from that, but you're also building the microbiome inside of you. Mm. You know, because you got bacteria living in layers on top of your intestinal wall. You know, so the first layer of bacteria that comes into contact with your food is doing something to it, shitting that out, and then the layer underneath is eating that, and then shitting that out, and then the bacteria underneath that is eating that, and then shitting that out, and then that's what you absorb. Right? So food is information like a motherfucker, because you got, you know, 50-some thousand species of microorganisms that weigh as much as your brain living inside of you eating that food before you do. Oh, God. You know what I'm saying? So, so what you are, you, what you eat, is yeah, I'm about to say, so it makes sense when you put some bullshit in your body and you That's feel like... That's you a dick. And you <laughs> feel... <laughs> but no, for real, nah, you, 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 nah, eat, you eat nasty... You, you eat five nasty chili dogs uh, from Nathan's and you go back home and you feel like complete ass because that shit done broke down and fucking destroyed your whole insides. That's fucking why. Because all that layer bacteria is just yeah, breaking it down know. to the core. You already know it's going to be yeah, you already know. Tra- at this dumpster point, fire yeah, at this point, body. Whatever you get after 3 in the morning, you're pretty much doing it to you. How many times I've gotten a Chipotle burrito and just said sorry to my toilet? Like, I need to stop <laughs> using DoorDash because they've been fucking me up lately. That bullshit. I mean, you can ask yourself, what are you selected for? True. Oh, yeah. And that shit applies to your mindset. What the fuck you decide to do with yourself every day. Mm-hmm. The food that you're eating. The relationships that you maintain. The people that you hang out with. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. What are you selecting for? And you can select for the microbes inside of you. And here's another fun fact. 90% of the neurotransmitters in your body are manufactured by the bacteria that live inside of you. Damn. You have a gut nervosa that innervates your entire line of your intestines, which, if you were to stretch out, has the surface area of a fucking tennis court. Holy which fuck. puts your intestinal it's tract gross. Yeah, is gross. your biggest interface with your environment. You know, yeah. and so your biggest interface with your environment is highly managed by 50,000 species that have been here Billions of years longer than us. Oh my fucking god! You know what I'm saying? That's a lot of wisdom. Yeah, genetically. It is. You know what I'm saying? So, so you, can, you like it change makes your sense. Whole life. It makes sense to me to optimize. You know what I'm saying? If you want that kind of like Ferrari brain yeah. type function, yeah. You know, like there's a the, the vagus nerve connects all that. It's not and it's 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 totally two way communication. Man. You know what I mean? The whole saying of a gut feeling came mm-hmm. from somewhere. Just like if you put fucking regular goddamn gas in a fucking turbo V12 uh, Mercedes. You know what I'm saying? That shit is going to clunk out on you. Yeah. Like, stop putting bad fuel oh, in your body. Gas in your, premium yeah. fucking gas. Treat, every, treat your body like a Ferrari. Yeah, treat it better than your Ferrari. If I you mean, have a Ferrari. You absolutely have that choice 
to do that. Mm-hmm. And that's not. what makes it even even better too, because like, you have to yeah. want it yourself. It's kind of like it's kind of like somebody like uh, if you like send someone to rehab, they're not gonna necessarily get clean unless they want it for themselves. Exactly. And that same thing can be applicable to clean eating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And like you know, we could talk about this stuff all day, and people can hear this and be like, okay, wow, this is cool. You know, that sounds great. Yeah. I could eat better. I could eat more fruits and vegetables and quit living my life like a fucking dickhead <laughs> and be more. Or high functioning, but Easier guess said than done. how many people are going to do that? Exactly. Are you are you really going to fucking why? Man, because people don't people don't fucking have that mindset to just. What is that mindset? The what mind, is what is the mindset? It is a that allows you is, to it actually. Is a, it is a cakewalk. It. You know, you got to look inside yourself and be like, who am I? Like, do I want to be this way? Who are you? Who is who? Actually, let me ask you this: uh-huh. Who is it that is asking who am I? I don't know, bro. Yeah, I mean, I believe that I I am a soul and I have a body. See, we just came full circle, bro. Hell yeah. We just came back to where we started. That you're not your body. You're Jeez. you're just living in a. You're a fucking way. ball of energy occupying a fucking meat sack, bro. Mm. <laughs> this is your goddamn avatar that you get to fucking do whatever the hell you, you want with, mm-hmm. and you got your shit twisted if you think it's otherwise. Yeah. And you're gonna be a goddamn slave to your fucking meat sack. And I'm just not there yeah. anymore. You, you know what I mean? And what allows me to not be there is to take care of myself. Don't you can't let free your other fucking, people from prisons if don't you're still let in the you, cage. Exactly. Don't let your brain control you. I'm trying to Bill Gates my biology and optimize, bro. Hell yeah. You know what I'm saying? Would you, so what do you up. think about like, uh, like cyber genetics? Like, would you become a cyborg? Like, I know that sounds science fiction, but <laughs> our, our science fiction is about to I be I mean, shit, if you, lose a, if you lose a limb, you can replace it with, with a bionic with the, limb. With our technolo- like, technology bell curve, the way it's going, I think that, like, damn near 50%, at least, if not more, of the science fiction I grew up around or I've just seen is going to be a reality. Yeah, come so, well, real you life. see, I think science fiction comes from a bunch of people smoking deepsters, bro. <laughs> That's yeah. And all the people yeah. running the world are also smoking damesters. The machine helps, man. The machine helps. Would have like you lose your yeah. arm and like you get like a whole interactive arm, bro. All right. Well, hey, wait, wait, wait. From from your background, I mean, like, I guess you dabbled in psychology. What do you want? What do you? What is it? Pineal gland? Pineal gland? I always slaughter the pronunciation. Uh, I've heard both. Um, Personally, I I think I pronounce it pity gland. But Um, isn't it crazy that there's a a psychedelic substance that is residing in your brain as we speak right now? And every damn near, Mm -hmm. and it's been found in living organisms, like damn near everyone. And that's what, I think there's, I don't know if it's been proven, but I know they've made arguments that that's what gives plants their sentience. Mm -hmm. It's like the trace amounts of of DMT. Well, like, like, I know when you cut grass, that smell is a distress signal. Yeah. And it's it sm- not. And, and if anybody well, that's, that's, landscape, that's, that's, that smell There's a lot beautiful. more to that than what you're saying. When you start looking at uh, plant physiology. And Take me down the rabbit hole. SOS response. <laughs> well, actually, I, I do have some an answer for this. Like, uh, I, I've thought about it a lot. When I was uh, when I was in school, studying molecular biology, doing bioinformatics research, um, I would have to develop all these uh, search strategies to answer complicated questions about genetics. And I remember uh, the first time I had 5-MeO-DMT, I was sitting around a fire ring, 
and all of a sudden this weight started happening and it felt like I was experiencing like three, four, five ten times gravity and I was mm. getting pressed into the earth yeah. and then like I was just like could feel my face like I was crumbling <laughs> like my face was like smashed into the ground like ah and then you know like blasted off what the hell is that <laughs> sensation? Because I had never experienced anything like that I had that a similar before. sensation on DMT, but it was more so like, just more like accordion. Like I just felt like I was getting pressed down into my knees. <laughs> but at the same time, it felt like relaxing almost because like I was on a bed and like it was just cushion but it just it just didn't distress me like Bro, oh you're getting you it wasn't it wasn't distressful and it wasn't scary but yeah, what it like, did yeah, more accepting because you're, you're, you're not thing. you're it's almost it's i mean for not it's, like, it's, I, it's, accepting. it's almost like you're watching you're, you're not yeah. necessarily there it almost sometimes feels like before you blast off like you're just watching through a double paint or like a one-sided mirror never i've so never like, blasted off on deep uh, i'll tell you this the first time i did it he still had dreads and he turned into a fucking grizzly bear with a time staff. And, like, I just remember him saying, like, remember. And then I was gone. Uh, so, <laughs> what this pressure did was make me think, because I was, like, you know, I've always been curious about the big question of, like, what the hell is this? You know, like, it is in everything. It's in grass. Like, my dog's technically a Schedule 1. And <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I guess our brains are scheduled one. You know, so I looked so what I did was I identified the uh, biochemical pathway um, that converts tryptophan amino acid into dimethyltryptamine. Mm. And I found that in organisms from the depths of the ocean all the way through flies, worms, humans, grasses, whatever. You know, I can't remember all the species I looked at. And then I looked at, because I was curious, like, because I thought about that pressure, I was like, you know what? I bet this existed as a way to perceive energy. Because another interesting thing happened to me. Mm. I got up and looked around and everything looked like it was made like it was a wireframe almost like it was connected like you could see lines connecting atoms you know like a grid and it was a wire it was a colorful wireframe and I couldn't really trust my vision I put my hands over my eyes and I looked around and it still looked exactly the same and I was like okay so I'm right now I'm perceiving my environment I'm able to look around my environment and see it without the use of my eyes Mm -hmm. and so then I was like okay I'm perceiving the, my surroundings without vision. So what is that? I was like, it's energy. Yeah, it's got to be. And energy. so then I was like, okay, th- this is something that allows us to perceive energy. So then I was curious. All right, how long has this biochemical pathway to manufacture DMT existed before the development of an eye? And you know, how does that relate to the central nervous system? So I started to collect these. In gene sequences that would you know inform this from like I said species in the ocean all the way through humans how much free and time what, do you have what I was able to <laughs> what I was able to find is that this biochemical pathway did come into existence before the development of an eye but around the same time as the central nervous system and so um, I I think based on like you know all these different 
types of plant studies where they took a, the same plant, put yeah. it in glass boxes in a school, mm-hmm. told everybody to be mean to one, nice to the other, and you and can literally grew, see the impacts. Yeah, there's been so many different uh, scientific studies that have come out of France and, and and here, you know, that are all different that have had the similar results. Yeah. And, you know, you also probably all have experienced when a shady person comes into a room you feel that yeah hell yeah oh yeah you know it's just kind of like snake it's kind of like, like how uh, like if, if what dog, the fuck is that if a dog doesn't like a person then i don't just be on edge i mean if what we are if what we are is energy then why the fuck can't wouldn't, wouldn't we perceive it yeah, you know what exactly. I'm saying, and absolutely, plants perceive energy. Dogs perceive energy. Mm-hmm. The only thing that keeps us from actually recognizing that on the regular is the society and the egos that we have. That's very true, because people because don't want to. People don't want to accept that. There's more people that are more in tune to it because. You know, they maybe come from different cultures. Yeah, yeah, and all you know, this stuff they're not, they're not uh, so conditioned to ignore it. You know, like we're we're so hyper focused on our hedonic mm-hmm. senses. You know, the Pride. the hearing, the hearing, the the type, the sight, touch, smell. Yeah, you know, and if it's not one of those, then it's fucking either Jesus or a ghost. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it's very. You, it, okay. it goes from extreme to extreme. So, like, what do you, no what do you like think about uh, in the fucking tween? Or it's evil. Or what do you think yeah. about like uh, like Rockefeller back <coughs> in the day, uh, like pretty much buying the American Cancer Society, American Medical Association, and essentially rewriting his version of curriculum, <laughs> getting rid of natural healing and all that stuff, and and uh, con- like almost stigmatizing it to the point where. We're all like, oh, like, if you're, like, a healer or whatever, and I'm doing this in quotes, you guys can't see me, uh, (laughs) then you're fucking crazy. And, like, and he pushed petroleum-based medicines down our throats, like, is it... Is it solely for a means of control, or do you think he was also, like, a sick fuck and wanted to experiment on an entire population? Or a little bit of both? Dude, he's just another product of capitalism. Yeah. Which is a product of greed. You think capitalism in itself is is evil at the core, or do you think that there's just a there just we've just gotten out of hand? With I think it creates an opportunity for greed to take advantage of others. Definitely. Uh huh. Yeah, I see that. Live that. <laughs> I mean, I think greed is you know it, it, is incredibly prevalent. You know, for some reason. Um, it is. It's a part of human nature. But you yeah. know what else is a part of human nature? Ambition. I'm gonna tell you something real fucking cool. It's literally the opposite of greed. The quickest way to get yourself into a flow state is to be in service of others. Facts. Have be gratitude. at be at the whim. Gratitude. You talk to anybody. You talk to any of those the Tony Robbins types, Dave Asprey. Yeah. You know all these game changer motherfuckers that are really doing something big or than themselves and having a huge impact on people. Yeah, yeah. They're doing it because it is in service to others, and that shit feels yeah. good as fuck. Shout it will, out! It will put you in a flow state. Shout out to my family friend uh, Eddie Hicks. He played in the league back in the seventies, and uh, he had more happiness coming back home. Speaking on like being at the service of others, he had more happiness coming back home and being a groundskeeper for the local uh, park in the area of Fox Pond where I really grew up. Like he really showed me like you got to be humble out here. It doesn't matter like that you had a career or you were famous. Like make sure you come back and give back for sure. So when you said flow, 
My fault. My fault. No, you're good. No, I'm when good. I said flow, or you said flow, uh, were you like in, almost like referencing like an ebb and flow, or like just like a flow state? Because I've heard people like when talking about like stuff in this in this manner, they've referred like a flow state to like an ebb and flow system. So when I when I'm referring to a flow state, what I mean is like, <clears throat> I'd say you, Rob, knowing you, like I'm sure you've experienced. That state of mind, that 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 state that you get into, where like you're just in the zone, you have massive mental horsepower to figure something out, work on something for hours and hours and hours. It feels awesome. Yeah, yeah, that's what that, happened when, that, when that's I started flow state. Your brain is operating at a different frequency level, and it allows you to accomplish more. When I started know, like, the app, that's that was where I was, and like this whole Corona stuff, just because like. The reason why my app has not debuted itself to the world yet is because, well, one, we still have some work to do, obviously, uh, but I've, I've suspended that because there's no point. I, I, I don't want to, it's it's for the service industry, and I don't want to uh, debut myself when we're at 50% occupancy, yeah. because then I can't, if I can't help them now, like, I, I don't, I, I, I wouldn't be able to sell at that point like I couldn't I couldn't sell my yeah timing's like, everything I mean yeah. look at you two so <laughs> well, once we get back to everything I'm, which I'm thinking will be July is when everything will return to normal uh, then we'll start cranking the books again and go from there yeah but I had that I had exactly the energy you're talking about before um, and for me you know that's that's huge like I've noticed that so much working in this regenerative agriculture space like to me it's like it's my biggest passion I love it. Nothing gasses me up more than thinking about that I get to be there working with the possibility to have a huge impact on people's lives. You know, it's really cool what you were just saying, Malcolm. How long ago was that? Did the guy return to become a groundskeeper? How many years ago? Uh, he came back in the late 90s. And you're like still grateful for it today. Like full time, Like yeah. you're still thinking about it today. And he, like, you know, like that's going to be ingrained in the back of your head yeah, forever. I mean, that like, stuff like that is still values came back, in you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And like that's like what he's talking about, instilling his, his own, your mm-hmm. own legacy of people remembering, oh shit, like I remember that one time. You did this. Yeah, but no, it's not about me though. I know, I know, I know, I know. But yeah. I'm, I'm just saying. More that's so, what's cool. having yourself at the service. And of that's others. what, and that's, and that's what's great. Because like, I, you, I would do like, this with absolutely no recognition. You know, it's, it's not, yeah. it's not for me. It's me doing it for other people. It's like, yeah. you know, I feel like, in the fact that like being in service to others does initiate a, a flow state is probably some kind of legacy byproduct in our genetics because we came from fucking bacterial colonies. Yeah. <laughs> you know, biofilms of billions of cells that are all working together for the same common goal. And, you know, that's maybe that's why. I don't know. Maybe there's something to that. Yeah, no, that's uh, I, I, and that, I wasn't saying like you're just doing it for yourself. It, that I'm just saying it's it's cool to like think about like oh, uh, or not not even necessarily think about it, but you nobody ever really knows like that one memory somebody might have about you of you doing something, and like I I, I think I saw it on like Twitter or some shit the other day about it, and like it actually got me thinking because like I never have like thought like oh I'm just doing this because it's gonna give me clout or whatever like I, 
you know, I, I ju- it just made me think back, like, holy shit, there probably are people that, like, I'll never see again that, like, remember something that, like, we, like, a, like a 30 seconds that we could have shared or something. Facts. You know? Yeah, I like planting seeds. Yeah, see? Yeah. And, th- and that's literal and, f- like, figurative. Uh, <laughs> right. no shit. Exactly. Because we need to put these <laughs> right. seeds in the fucking earth, y'all. Yeah. For real. Put the seeds in the earth. We need this oxygen. We need this carbon to be in the earth and the oxygen to be in the air. But that's it's a suck. Yo, literally, I'm quote quote Donkey Kong here. <laughs> I'm not Donkey Kong. God damn it, <laughs> Lion King. I'm, yo, I'm sober. I'm sober. I'm, I'm, I'm sober say, I'm right now. I'm a Crown Royal. I'm a Royal. I'm a Crown Royal. I'm a Crown Royal. Donkey King. Nah. I can't wait to hear this. Donkey Kong. Uh, it's been a while since I played Nintendo 64. Can we can we still get the Donkey Kong quote though? Dude, no, yeah, I have no thing. <laughs> Hey, lady! Yeah, bro. If y'all, if y'all haven't seen Crank Yankers, uh, <laughs> say, we're too young uh-huh. for this. You might be too young. Uh, go on about, YouTube like, after this. No, yeah, like, go crank, on YouTube, crank get on Crank Yankers, and look up Special Ed, and he calls a oh, nursing God. home looking for Donkey Kong. Yo, Donkey Kong! Hey, lady! They'd be uh, mad anyway. that we're using that sound. Anyways, but if, but if Donkey Kong were to answer the phone, what would he sound like? Bananas. <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to do it. I'm not, I don't have a Donkey Kong say, impression. Like, does Donkey Kong have, no, all right, have a deep King, voice? The <laughs> circle <laughs> of life. Okay, that's all I wanted to say, bro. <laughs> we went, we stretched for yes, that Yes, I know, bro. I know. Yeah. <laughs> bro, I'm trying to shave Trey to look like a lion one time. <laughs> I mean, we could probably do it, but it'd be hard because he'd move around, probably like nip it somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'd get nipped too if I was getting shaved. Like, let's do it in like, winter. Sense. I mean, let's do it. Yeah. Let's do it in the summertime. All right, fair enough. So his balls lion don't. Dude. So his balls don't fucking freeze off. <laughs> Poor dog. He was born with a fur coat. Hate to see it. He was okay. I mean, that makes sense. I, the, <laughs> Can healthy eating save my dog? Like, am I like? Does does it go into animals too? Since Absolutely. we're talking about, uh, I mean, you know what? what you know what? You know what? Like, yeah, dog, dog food. Humans, dog humans dog food? know more about cow nutrition than the. Well, actually, hold on, me back. You know, Logan. Agriculturally, we exercise our knowledge on cow nutrition more so than we do on human nutrition because of subsidies. Mm. Because of profits, yeah. and, su- and subsidies on those, pro- like, like I can believe more so profits, profits, bro. But and we also subsidize yeah, you wanna, you like hang some more weight foods. on a cow, you know, add this stuff, it'll, it'll make your whatever. cat cows fatter, you know. Just I mean, like help. they did the chickens, yeah, with mm-hmm. antibiotics. Mm-hmm. Just like we subsidize yeah. the fuck out Get of corn every big year ass too. Chickens. Yeah, I mean, imagine, imagine if the farmers in this country. We're looking at the cover crop profile that they're going to use this year based on the dietary and nutritional needs of their community. Like, oh, mm. man, everybody's everybody's deficient in magnesium. Mm. They're deficient in vitamin D. How can we you get know, people we to got, be more personal all, you know, every You know, they're micro- what, if, what if you could, like, uh, get the microbial demographic within your community and yeah. as a farmer be able to tailor a diet to them because you had that knowledge i mean we have that level of technology that's that's something that could possibly I'm say, that's amazing. That could totally be done dude i've seen these studies uh they looked at the microbial signature in people's guts in different cities and compared it to um samples that they took off of floors of 
you know, big office buildings and public buildings and all these public spaces. Holy and fuck. each city has their own microbial signature. You can tell. Oh my god! You can tell if somebody's from Chicago. You can tell if somebody's from San Diego. You can tell if somebody was from Knoxville, Tennessee, Holy based shit. on this microbial signature because it's so different. That's why when we travel, we people get sick a lot. But they're probably using this. That for, makes sense because you're not used to that. You're not used to that. I bet you somehow, some way, instead of using this to promote public health, they're using it on the black budget for the CIA or something. Uh, yeah, I mean, that, that, that's <laughs> the like, conspiracy you wanna, theory. That was if you want to be conspiracy. I'm just, yo, I'm just skeptical about everything. Have you, did you, live, did you live 2020? Like, yeah, I'm a skeptic. I'm skeptical about everything now. 2020 was a, uh, was a motherfucker. Yo, I used to think the guys uh, on the corner saying question everything was the biggest douchebag in the world, and now I'm that douchebag saying... Question everything, bro. Question everything. Well, that's how you sound. Don't believe it. Question it. Watch out for authority. Well, it's more about personal accountability. It's a better way to reframe that. True. Fair enough. Yeah. Believe in yourself enough. Have enough self-love to believe in yourself enough to think that your opinion fucking matters. And also, if you have enough self-love, then you can share that love with other people. When we say self-love, do not go out and start jacking it in the street. That is not self-love. That is terrorism, and it needs to be discussed. <laughs> Jacking off of somebody, that's terrorism. No, it's not. You're backing them into a corner. That's not self-love. That's, that's a different type of self-love. <laughs> now, I mean, there are nuances of love here. <laughs> no, I, guarantee, I guarantee there's probably a large percentage of listeners out there, where I, which I've been there myself for years. It took me years to figure this out, that don't. Understand what it means to love yourself. Oh, yeah. And what's loving you, yourself to you? Yeah, if you're listening to that right now, truth? and you can you sit there and ask yourself, like, do I love myself? You're gonna sit there like, what the fuck does that even yeah, mean? What, the fuck does that mean? What, am I, what am I? What am I supposed to put fucking post-it notes on my mirror? And be like, you're beautiful. <laughs> hey, you're the amazing. I, the way you know I see, I mean? the way I see that is nobody's gonna have your back like you got. Like your you got your own. The easiest way to love yourself is to realize that you're not your fucking body. You're not your fucking past. You're not your fucking past. You are a goddamn ball of energy that exists no matter what. And nothing is external. Nothing. We are fucking nothing but atoms and so is everything else around you. There's nothing different about you than your fucking desk or the dude that's sitting next to you. And, you know, we can... We can use the allegory of Christianity and Jesus where he wanted everyone to fucking love all of God's creations. Yeah. Well, guess what, motherfucker? You are God. Yeah, you are God's creation. You are God. You are God. We are all God. Yeah. Everything is fucking God. And, and until you can fucking figure that out, like, you'll be a little bit limited... So in that but sense, like you're that's saying, really the thing. So you're it's going like for, we are all God. You're going for like a high. <laughs> you're talking about this yeah. the other night. <laughs> yeah, like, you get pulled like, over by a cop. You're like, oh, I'm God. Oh, I'm God. Bro. I'm God, motherfucker. Yeah. We back off. Warning, yeah. right? Yeah. We were shit house. <laughs> you remember we were, we were we were joking? You were laughing at me when I said that. I'm God. Don't worry, I'm God. You know how it started? It started because I was fucking with you. I was like. I swear to drunk, I'm not God, Ossifer. <laughs> Please, no wait, I am God. Hold on. But that's the thing. It's like. But so, like you're saying, like a collective consciousness. All right. So you know what? All right. Here, think about it like this. Like a hive mind collective. Think consciousness. about it like this. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Nothing's external. Collective. So why is it so much easier to be in service to others? Why does being in service to others 
create such a high flow state and give us that feel-good sensation. But it's harder to do something for yourself. Mm. Maybe those rewards from doing things for other people can say, also be reciprocated. Why wouldn't you experience gratitude for doing something for yourself? Because everybody grew up thinking, like, don't be fucking selfish and all that shit. Yeah, but it ain't selfish because nothing's external. We're all the same fucking thing. That's true. So you think inherently nothing is selfish? No, I'm saying that your ego is what tries to fucking create the idea that that you're different from the next person. Mm. Okay. That you're separate. Shit. It's your environmental stimulus that your DNA has been exposed to that you're subscribing to that makes you think that you're not everything else because you are. The, the mere fact that your environment creates portion of who you are also ties you to everything else around you. You know what I think is silly? That like I, I know that you've like done your own personal research and sought it all out, but like I feel like we should be learning a little bit more and like at least touching on these like principles, not necessarily like the functions of these topics like in school. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like why why we should all know this. Like, right, let's, let, why, let, let, let's just be honest. Like why we even have we shouldn't school, even have to have an episode about this. I went to school in this Richmond. This should all be common knowledge. I went to school in Richmond fucking Virginia. Alright, so like it's ba- let's be honest, it's basically fucking daycare. Drop your kids off. If it's public school at least, drop your kids off. Like amuse them for the day. Send them home with busy work so they don't get on your parents' nerves and then go to school and fucking just get ridiculed for not doing the bullshit work that you took on. I mean, don't get me wrong, kids. Do your homework. Get through school. Go through the motions. But it's fucking daycare. But don't become a sheep it's, either. It, yeah, I'm about to say, it, 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 it makes you, people followers. It puts well, you, you know, in the mode that everything the, the government gives is me super disenfranchising. is good. Yeah. It's super disenfranchising. But it, the thing, like, I grew up in the same environment. Lower yourself to a standard that's not yours. You just gotta branch out. Like, yeah. I mean, like, thank God my parents sent me to a Catholic military school, like, because I, I, my head, my, not my headmaster, my football coach at the time told me, he's like, I need you to go and introduce yourself to everybody in this room. And, like, that, for a 13, 14 year old kid, that's not easy to do. To put yourself out there and tell everything about yourself, especially me, because I, I don't trust anybody. Especially if they're like, oh, you yeah, know? some shit's riding on this if you don't, in, like, shake one person's hand right. Yeah, you know, like... Here's your one chance fancy, don't break it Shit fire. Shit fire. That's a high five. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. That was, that was contact. Good. That was good contact. <laughs> Wow, man, but for real, like, people really, people really need to put themselves out there. I'm going to have you back on here. Hell yeah, this Because I'm not, so look, we we got a demographic. So, I'm going to try not to go over an hour. Yeah, everybody's about to tune out, Just because, like, we, I mean, everybody, everybody People definitely, people definitely are listening to us at work. People's time is valuable. Yeah, no, people's time is valuable, and I would appreciate anybody that does listen. And if you're at fucking work, Doug, like, good fucking time. But, um, don't let nobody get you down. Don't let yeah, bitches no. talk shit about you for having a nine to five. Next time, next time, uh, or seven to twelve. Well, shit, let's. Uh, you want to do something 12. again next week? 
Dude, yeah, I would love to, man. This has been back. fun, man. Yeah, no. Thank back. you so much for having me on. Um, you know, it's. It, I'm, I'm sure it's pretty obvious. I care a lot about this stuff and love to talk about it. And Definitely dishing the wisdom. I could. I could keep doing this for days and days and days and days. <laughs> well, hey, I got. I got <laughs> we literally, we literally just started this just because we were already having the conversation. Yeah. Like, gotta right. put it out. I'll put like, somebody. Yeah, brain this was in the not planned. Rest position, this was not planned at all. We we just started shooting the shit. And we're like, you know what? We gotta put this. This is a tape. fucking great conversation. I think. I think the rest of the world should be able to hear about it. Yeah. So here we are. Uh, that's episode three. Yeah. Anybody else got any other closing remarks? Nah, I'm about to go drink. Yeah, shit. Yeah, how many beers we got left? <laughs>